Welcome to 22 Motivational Minutes with Marlo, our brand performance podcast, where we connect and collaborate with other self-sustaining entrepreneurs, authors, and experts. Hi, I'm Marlo Higgins, your Chief Inspirational Officer. I like to say when we perform, we get paid. This podcast focuses on the areas of confidence, mindset, leadership, and performance, which all lead to increased revenues and sales. As your Chief Inspirational Officer, I'm focused on the development of people by unearthing their values, talents, and self-worth, otherwise known as that self-esteem factor. People matter, self-worth matters, time matters. When it all aligns, everything works. Welcome back to this week's episode of 22 Motivational Minutes with Marlo, our brand performance podcast. And today our performance conversation is with our special guest, Perdeep. And it is very, this is a very fun conversation. We've chosen Perdeep because there's a few things here. He's the strategist for men in business, and he's going to show you how to transform your business and your life into the one that you want. So it's mastering yourself through elevating your mind, emotions, and energy, because that's the most powerful way to take your business and life to the next level. And it's simple neuroscience, as Perdeep likes to say. So what he does is provide coaching and training to help you think, act, feel, and be the man entrepreneur, husband, and father of your choice. So welcome to this week's episode. Hey, Marvel. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Okay. So to go even further, of course, we want to know a little bit more about you, you know, and tell us that background story. Yeah, absolutely. So um, it depends on how far you want me to go back. But most recently, prior to having my own business, well, I've always been dabbling in business myself, but this particular business in terms of coaching and consulting with uh, entrepreneurs and, and men, I was an executive. So I was an executive uh, in the banking sector. I was there for 14 years. And I, I, you could say that I had an awesome life. I was living the dream. I was traveling the world. I was making great money. I had great status, but I just wasn't happy. And so I literally just walked into work one day and I quit. But first, I did, I did talk to my wife. I did uh, make sure that we were aligned. And she just looked in my eyes and she's like, are you serious about this? She's like, you have that look in your eye. I'm like, I'm dead serious. So uh, we just had that conversation. I walked in, quit, and then I just I never looked back. One of the things that I was doing as I was as an executive, one of my passions is helping people. And I've always, uh, at 17, I was a personal trainer. So I've, I've kind of kept that up as well as just helping people on the side when I was an entre- uh, executive. So I would help entrepreneurs because I very early realized that a lot of business owners are struggling with scaling and growing their business and even running their business because that's not their natural skill. So that's one of the things that I was doing. It's fun for me. And then when I left the corporate world, a couple of things happened. First, I, I was like, oh crap, what do I do now? Because it was like my whole life plan had just been thrown out the window. And then the second thing was, okay, well, I enjoy doing this. And now I have the opportunity to really do what I want in life. And so that's what I'm doing right now, which is really helping men transform their businesses and their lives. Excellent. Okay. And as we've gotten to know each other, you know, you married your high school sweetheart and your father had passed away. So you had shared, you know, there was um, a connection there with him being an entrepreneur. And you asked yourself the question, you know, how would my dad's life be different if he had the support and the energy level that was necessary to be an entrepreneur? Take us into that space and, and share with us at the root level what that experience was for you. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I didn't marry my high school oh, sweetheart. Actually, that was a long. That's a long story. But I do have an amazing wife. So I was with my high school sweetheart for a number of years before I met my current 
wife here. So, but my father was the real impetus in terms of uh, the stuff that I do, the work that I do with entrepreneurs, because he, on paper, you could say, uh, had the life. He had a successful business. He would travel when he wanted to. He had the freedom to do what he wanted. But he didn't live a, a fulfilled life. He was, you could tell just by having conversation with him that he just wasn't happy overall. And he was doing all the things that most men do these days in terms of doing what they're supposed to do, but he lacked the fulfillment. He also suffered from alcoholism, which, was a, which ultimately caught up with him and, and pretty much claimed his life because he passed away from a heart attack. But that is the driving force that keeps me going. And it was when he passed, it was almost like a, you could say, a sign for me because. I was so motivated by just seeing my father that him leaving was kind of a sign saying, go out there. There's other men that need this help that have the ability, basically. my I, Because I was my father's son, it was tougher for me to get through to my dad. Uh, and I, I tried a number of things, but obviously we were just on different levels. And so I... I, that's one of my missions right now is I do not want to see other men suffer. I don't want to see other men really struggling to grow their businesses when they don't have to struggle just because they need just a little bit more knowledge or a little bit more skills that can have a massive impact on their life and their freedom and their relationship with their significant other and give them more time to spend with their kids as well as I don't want them to suffer in their personal lives because a lot of men just, if you ask men why they do what they do, one of the biggest reasons is their family. That's they're trying not only just to provide, but that's their sole purpose is to give to their families. And so they sacrifice themselves quite a bit from that standpoint. They'll spend a lot of time at work or uh, in their business away from their families. And they, they feel that guilt because when they're with their families, they're feeling like they need to work more. And when they're at work, they need to feel like they need to spend more time with their families. So it's just helping them have a happier life overall. Absolutely. Yeah. And that presence. I mean, that's, that is a, a catalyst there. Okay. So you do refer to that men do lose their identity. Oh, absolutely. You know, so you're referencing that a little bit. And so what you're saying is, you know, it's just a natural thing. How do you get them back to identifying their identity and fuel them up, give them the energy that's necessary to sustain a successful business? Yeah. So when it comes to identity, there's a lot of men these days that for a number of reasons that feel like they don't know who they are. So we have a lot of challenges when it comes to not only what they've been trained to do, we have a very, I would say, a lack of leadership when it comes to men. And then we have additional pressures from society saying that, hey, look, it's not that great to be a man. Maybe you shouldn't be as masculine. Um, you know, being masculine is not that great these days. And and you're not supposed to be that, you, you could say, have that alpha male presence, for example. So all of these things are telling men these, these days that what does it really mean? It's actually a big question right now. What is being a man really about? And so add that on in terms of the other, the other pressures in terms of you got to hustle, you got to grind, you got to work your butt off, you got to make X amount of money. I just find that a lot of men are spinning their wheels trying to hit a certain goal and they've forgotten who they are in the meantime. So it's really pulling back all those layers and saying, okay, who are you fundamentally? Who Or who do you want to be, which is more important? So one of the exercises I get them to do is really sit in a dark room and, and just sit there for as long as they need and really close their eyes and put all their external influences aside in terms of their spouse, their job or their business or their parents, even their children, and just put all those influences aside and say, are you happy with the man that you are? And so if they answer yes, then great. Maybe there's something else that we need to work on. 
or we can just make them even happier. If they answer no, which nine out of 10 men answer, then we got to figure out, okay, who is it that they want to be? And then go from there. And it's really recreating their identity, which is the big component, but it's actually not that difficult. It's actually, it's, it can be as simple as identifying who you want to be and keeping that top of mind. Because we, our identities are created by our social circle and how we grow up and basically how we're programmed up until the time we're about eight years old. And so if we can reprogram ourselves just by holding a target in front of our brain, then that actually changes how we make decisions. And so if you take a look at what identity is, I I know I'm kind of rambling here, but identity really means, the origin really means to be the same, the same of. And so if you are acting in the way that you want to act, that means that that's your identity. If you're not acting in the way that you want to, then you're not living up to that identity. So it's really creating the habits that align with who they want to be as a person, as a man, or as a business leader, as a husband, or as a father. And there's a, you know, that's essentially it in a nutshell. I know it's kind of a lot to think about. No, it, it, it makes good sense. And, and, you know, neuroscience, I know that's something that you really do like to spend a lot of time in, Pradeep, is, you know, is that neuroscience space. And like you said, I mean, that's just the simplicity of just really goes back to neuroscience. Connect the dots for us. Yeah, when it comes to neuroscience, the big thing here is to understand that most of the stuff that we do as human beings, as 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 people, is based on our unconscious mind. And that's the neuroscience behind in terms of how our brain cells fire and how we make decisions. Most of us don't realize life is really just a series of decisions and actions. And the neuroscience behind it really is, is that when we create our identity, we will align and we will actually make decisions in alignment with our identity. And so when we start making decisions that are in alignment with our identity, then our identity becomes firmer and then we are actually starts to we actually start to take action when it comes to who we want to be as a human being. So if I was to break down the neuroscience as well, there's energy there's an energy perspective as well. So a lot of the times when we we aren't consistent with the person that we want to be, what ends up happening? We feel some kind of guilt or shame or something, and that impacts our body. And so that impacts the homeostasis of our body. Or as if we're not eating healthy, for example, or we're not exercising, it impacts the homeostasis of our body. And when we are impacted from that perspective, what ends up happening is that our brain works in two particular ways. We have a system one and we have a system two, and a decision maker. And system one is, you could say, the basic, instinctual, rudimentary, it's a habit-based, it's the unconscious one. And that doesn't require much energy. And then there's system two. That's the one that we should be using more often, but it's very, it's actually very, it's a resource pig. It consumes a lot of energy. It takes a lot of information. But to access that, we have to be in alignment. We have to, we have to be in that state where we have a lot of energy. We have to be uh, healthy from that standpoint. And when we're not, we're not making those logical decisions because it's our instinct that causes us to react in ways that we don't want to, for example. So someone might say, hey, look, I want to grow my business, but that means uh, that I have to spend X amount of hours or I have to hire additional staff and that's just an extra headache. Well, that's not necessarily their conscious or their system two thinking kicking in. That's our system one because just thinking about the task of growing their business tires people out sometimes, right? Right, right? yeah, it's a yes. Because what ends up happening is they'll go, they'll go 10 steps forward and they've already tired out their brain because your brain consumes 20% of your calories. So when we think about that, 
it consumes one fifth of the calories that basically our entire body consumes. And it's only a fraction. It's only three pounds. If the average person is 150 pounds, for example, or even two, like that's a small organ that takes up a lot of calories. And so we, we have to understand that the more energy that we have, the more likely we are to make better decisions and align with our energy actually move forward. One of the other things that impacts energy is our, basically the presence in terms of our state of mind. Because if we are always constantly thinking about the future or we are constantly thinking about the past, it's a simple formula. It is very simple. If we have, let's just say, 100 units of mental energy, and we all have finite amount of mental energy because it consumes calories, and half the time, I'm just being very conservative here from this perspective, the average person, let's just say, spends 50% of the time thinking about the future, thinking about the past. Well, half of that 100 units, 50 of those units of your brain's capacity is already gone. Thinking about things that you have no control over because you can't have an impact. And this is what science, actually quantum physics has proven, quantum mechanics. The only time you actually have energy and power and impact is in this present moment, right now at this stage. You have no energy in the future because the future and the past don't exist. So if half the time you're trying to put your energy out there in the future, put your energy out in the past, well, you've consumed half the energy that you can have impact with right now. And I see that more and more often these days, especially with go-getters, because go-getters are constantly thinking about the future. And when you're constantly thinking about the future, you drain your impact and your energy from making impact right now. And so I'm not saying that you shouldn't think about the future. I'm not saying that you shouldn't think about the past because those are things, we have wonderful memories, but you have to understand, do they empower you or do they disempower you? Because as entrepreneurs, you have to have strategic thinking sessions or strategy sessions with yourself or with your team members. So you should have that set aside, but it's those moments when we're sitting at home with our family members or even driving and we're constantly thinking about what we have to do next. And that formula is too. So, okay, how do you then share with people how to be present? I think that awareness of you just saying it, Pradeep, though, and, and describing it like you did, I think that right there just creates a really um, strong symbol of awareness. But like, how do we stop our thinking so we don't get so futuristic that we burn ourselves up? Yeah. And the reason why a lot of us are actually thinking about the past or the future is because it's become a habit. That's why. And that's why, again, where neuroscience kicks in. Because a lot of times we're thinking about the future because of what's in front of us. And a lot of times what's in front of us is our smartphones, for example, or a task list or a to-do list. And that automatically puts us in the future. Not that you shouldn't have task lists. I have that. But I don't keep that in front of me all the time. So that's important to realize. And when you, and this is how the brain works. When you create when you start to do something, there's neural pathways in your brain that actually cells start to fire together. And the more you do it, the stronger that connection gets. Well, in order to break that habit, you literally, it's almost like getting rid of an addiction, whether it's an alcohol addiction or drug addiction, you have to remove the substance for the first little bit before you can become strong enough to control it. So I tell people, like there's people that take their cell phones to bed, they take their cell phones everywhere. You got to put that aside. And those tasks lists, like be very careful in terms of how often are you looking at your task list? Right, right. No, and that makes perfect sense. I think just helping people understand that, yeah, just having that phone with you, it's that unconscious awareness that I need to be checking it. <laughs> I need to be looking at it, right? And then it drives whatever direction and then we'll start to check it. And then who knows, an hour and a half later, we're like, oh my God, like, okay, that's right. I was on the 
path or the track going somewhere else. Here's what most people don't realize. And this is when I was in, uh, when I was at Stanford, they were doing a ton of studies in terms of what really gets people not all emotionally hooked, but just connected to things in life. And it was really interesting that organizations like Facebook, organizations like Amazon, like these big Googles, for example, what have they done? They've hired the brightest minds from these academic institutions that have done studies on the neuroscience behind brains. What does it take to get a person hooked? So the Apple design, the Apple plat, the iOS platform, for example, Facebook, Instagram, that is not by accident. That is by on purpose. I tell people very openly, I say those people are billionaires for a reason because they know how to get people hooked on stuff. That is their number one purpose is to get people hooked. So the way software is being designed these days is to take you away from the present moment. Like I'm not, I'm not saying that there's no productivity. I absolutely am. This isn't a conspiracy theory because I think technology has brought so much benefit to people's lives, but what it's doing is it's actually taking people away from the present and it's putting them in the future and even in the past. Absolutely. And I think that right there also gives, you know, the answer like things are, you know, harder now than they were 20, 30 years ago, (laughs) because right there is what you describe. I mean, we are being taken into a space where we are being hooked literally into, you know, I'm being taken away from from being present because we didn't have those disturbances. We didn't have those distractions and now they exist. So now we have to figure out how can we overcome those because now they're there. Mm-hmm. And it's a it's definitely a tangle. Yes, absolutely. And, and this is where it's a battle. And I'm a firm believer. This is part of my mission because I, I talk, I'm a total optimist. I, I, I love what I do. And I see a lot of people benefiting from technology. But I also think it's a perfect storm, especially for men, because we have family units breaking down. 50% of children in the US are being raised without full-time fathers. We have suicide rates, anxiety rates skyrocketing for men and young children. And so we take a look at this and we say all of this progress that we're making in life, and yes, there's people benefiting, but I'm personally not seeing a lot of people getting any happier. And that's just my personal opinion. Yeah. No, I I think anybody could state that fact. There's just so much stress that we have to endure. And it's the stress of keeping up with everything is really what you're describing. You know, it's there and and now we're we're hooked to it. And and how do we get ourselves out of it? Yeah. So okay. So as we are coming to the close with this, can you give us any tips or pointers in how you have been able to get into the space of success that you have per deep in your business? And um you know, can you give us a, a pointer that you would recommend for somebody else? Well, I think success in terms of for, for my business, what it really comes down to is one is discipline is because it really comes down to your daily habits in terms of what you do, as well as your team, because it's on those daily basis. This is something that I learned from the Japanese auto, auto manufacturers is that success doesn't happen overnight. You have those one hit wonders, but it's really built on those daily practices that you have the 1% improvement rule. So I would absolutely encourage that. The other thing is emotions and the impact that emotions have on your life. And I think this has been totally underestimated and there's more research coming out from a neuroscience perspective that show, uh, again, when I was at Stanford, they they showed the impact of emotions on execution and success. And they're They've shown the studies that link people's execution to the degree of emotions that they have and the number of emotions that they have in terms of if you're going to make a decision, and this is this is fundamentally it for me. If when I make a decision, I put as many and as much emotion into it as I can because I'm ingraining that decision into my brain and I'm making it a non-negotiable. 
And so the more emotions I put in, the more it gets locked into my brain and the better I make decisions based on the, so the, the, the future decisions that I make, the decisions that I'm ongoing uh, making based on that initial decision are in line because I'm constantly bringing that emotion back. And then I'm executing better as well because emotions have been shown now that when you put more emotions into your decision, not only are you more passionate, you execute better, you're more persistent, and you're more in line with that original decision. So to really break it down is really get emotional about your decisions. Okay. So I like to say, and you that's why we're in alignment here, that chasing the goal is actually chasing the feeling that the goal gets you. Yep, exactly. And so it's, you know, it's 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 the goal, but really what goes behind the goal? It's that feeling, it's that emotion that you are describing and how it's so ingrained and you want to feel a certain way. So when we connect to our feeling, that's everything. So more the question of how do I want to feel to make the decision. I think is getting us to the outcome. So I, I agree with you on that one. It's fantastic. Okay, so tell us about your podcast. As as we're coming, where can we find you? What um, website, social media? How can we connect? Yeah, so I, I have a podcast. It's pretty. It's a lighthearted podcast for men. It's called the Male Entrepreneur. It's a podcast for men who win. And so that's on pretty much every podcast uh, platform out there. And then you can get a hold of me on social media. So uh, you can. My handle is pretty much at Perdeep Sangha. And so you can reach me on. Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook. Those are the main ones. And uh, and you can also, I'm not sure if you're going to be posting it, Marlo, but you can also reach out to me directly as well. I can put out my email at coach at perdeepsanga.com and feel free to reach out to me directly. I love hearing from people because this truly is my passion. Oh, I love it. Okay. So this was so good. So to learn about Perdeep Sangha, simply visit our website at marlohiggins.com where you can add him to your circle of influence and connect to Perdeep's resources and, um, you know, just being around that. So thank you for your time today. This was a very rich conversation and I know our audience is, is really going to ignite into this one. Yeah. Thank you, Marlo. I really appreciate the opportunity to have a conversation. This was great and also share some value with your audience. Absolutely. So we invite you to share this podcast with others and thank you in advance for your partnership. If you enjoyed this episode and it left you feeling inspired, share your biggest takeaway on our Perform and Get Paid Community Facebook page, where we will engage and respond to your questions. This is Marlo Higgins, your host and Chief Inspirational Officer. Have an awesome rest of your day. As your Chief Inspirational Officer, I coach executives to gain clarity and remove self-doubt to increase performance in sales. To book a complimentary coaching session with me, simply visit marlohiggins.com and click on the work with me tab to schedule a call. Did you like this podcast? If so, subscribe and share with all of your friends. And if you want even more awesome resources to gain clarity and remove self-doubt, plus some personal insights from me that I only share in email, get yourself over to marlohiggins.com and sign up for the email updates. Thank you so much for listening and I'll catch you next week on 22 Motivational Minutes with Marlo. If you're into it, subscribe, leave a review and tell all of your friends. We would sure appreciate it.